Welcome back to Noble Warrior. My name is C. Caitlin. Our intention here is to empower you to make the best decisions possible as leaders, as entrepreneurs, especially during this uncertain time. Our guest today is Veronica Gutierrez. I invited Veronica to be on the show because Combo is a very intense experience. I want her to share how she's using Combo as a way to empower herself and her clients to have a healthier, happier, and stronger life. In addition, for those of you that are looking to corona-proof your mind, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're a leader looking for more certainty during this uncertain time, go to cklin.com forward slash certainty and have some powerful tools and techniques to empower you to have more certainty during this time. Without further ado, welcome, Veronica. Welcome, Noble Warrior. I'm really excited today to have my friend, Veronica Gutierrez, here with us. Veronica is a dear friend, and she is a combo practitioner. Welcome to the show, Veronica. Thank you. I'm grateful. Thank you for inviting me. (laughs) So why don't we actually start off by sharing with us, what is combo? Uh, Combo is actually a secretion from the fellow Medusa bicolor frog mm-hmm. that's in the Amazon in Peru. Okay, so what is it? So in a time when a lot of people are searching for different ways for health and wellness, mm-hmm. what about Combo is a unique offering to the world of health and wellness? Well, I guess I will speak for myself. What what combo has done for me, and but combo and specifically is the, the just the secretion from the the actual frog itself. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's just um, actually just changed my life completely to another level mm-hmm. of all my practices, all my training. It helped me to really detox from a deep, deep like almost like to every organ we carry all our emotions and but just really helping me to detox energetically mm-hmm. and uh, through purging and in m- many ways uh, through tears through sweating and helping me to shift to another way of being bringing more clarity to my life what was it like before the combo describe it for us so that way people can have a visceral understanding okay. of what it did for you okay I'll, I'll, maybe i'll explain a little bit of the story that i I shared earlier with you about my job. Sure. So uh, I was in the corporate world for 16 years and I realized I kept attracting or I kept vibrating almost like not negative people, but people that were sick, very, very sick, toxic. And they're all my bosses. Uh, my last boss, he was an alcoholic for a very, so very physically long time. ill. Yeah, very, very ill. And, mm-hmm. and he kept drinking, going to work. And even though I try to be as positive as I wanted to and share what I, I've learned, it was it was almost really hard to deliver anything so energetically his energy almost like made me energetically sick so i had i i gave my three months notice and and i thought well i heard about combo energetically sick means you just don't feel good around yeah it's almost like you want to share something good but regardless of how good you want to share it it's just it's just not good for them because of maybe what they're dealing with they're suffering and and they just don't want to hear anything else or they feel maybe there's nothing that can benefit them where they're at as in like you encounter resistance yeah some resistance and so then i felt well i heard about combo and that it helps to clear energetically and just purify your body mind and spirit so i went to a combo like a gathering ceremony but i had already resigned three months at my job and I went to the ceremony and my actual intention was, since my father is no longer here and my father was an alcoholic, I almost felt like I was attracting my father in my life. Even though my father, he was a beautiful human being, but of course when you're under the influence of any negative like alcohol or any drug, you can become another person. And so I asked if I can clear that line through me since I'm his child and I'm have all the cells and DNA, if I can purify that energy through my body. And she said, sure, why not? And I and so then after that, that was my intention. I, I felt I released very deeply everything that I need to through tears, through purging. 
And when I was done, the next day I went to work and uh, my boss, after 44 years of, of working at this place, that was his life. And uh, he comes up to me and he's like, I, I need to talk to you. And I'm like, about what? Well, let's go outside. So we went outside. And the beautiful thing is like, he put his hands together and he just bowed down to me. And he's just like, and he's American. He doesn't know anything about spirituality, but I was like, what are you doing? This <laughs> is the first time ever he did that to you. Yeah, or any right. kind of posture of like something good. Like, oh, what's going on here? Uh-huh. And then he just bowed and said, I just want to thank you for everything you've done. And mm. I just want to let you know that I appreciate you. And I want to let you know that I, I resigned today. <laughs> and in my heart, I was like, what? But at that moment, I really, I, I could hear my father say, it's done. Like mm. I heard his voice say, it's done. But we're still, we're human, right? We have that like, almost like little grain of doubt. Like, is that really, is this really like what's Mm -hmm. happening right now? Mm -hmm. And uh, to make it like really valid that this is what, what happened is like two hours later, my best friend's boyfriend texts me after me and her were best friends for many, many years. But going through his stuff, he didn't want us to be friends and kind of like separated our friendship. I honored that and I, I stepped back and he texted me that day, two hours after my boss said that. And he's just like, I just want to thank you for everything that you've done. And I also want to apologize for what I've done to mm. your friendship. And and, mm. and I thought, wow, this is big validation that on that level and on a spiritual level where my father's not here, that these things can, can happen and purify. So two events, two synchronicities happen. Yeah. Immediately after your combo ceremony. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Got it. So it's not just from from your personal experience. Mm-hmm. It's not just a physiological thing, a mm-hmm. detox thing. Yeah. But also as there's a psycho spiritual aspect of it as well. Exactly. Right? Yes. And then that's what made you a believer. The, so yeah. Exactly. And that's why I chose like, how can I how can I deliver this profound uh, combo to people? You know. So did that happen that particular day? It was like a light switch got turned on. Yeah. It, like, it, hey, this is something yeah. I want to yes. devote my yes. life to. Yeah, and I was kind of already thinking about it when I heard about combo and I researched about it and saw what it, the benefits that it does and and then after that experience, I was like, hmm, this is good. <laughs> this is really good. So. I've experienced combo as well. I've mm-hmm. experienced it from you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And on the outside, when I first heard about it, it has the reputation of there's no way to mince the words here. It's quite violent. All <laughs> <laughs> right. The, the combo experience yes. is very intense. So, so at first I was a little intimidated, even just by the verbal description of what a combo ceremony looks like. And then actually having gone through it myself, I was like, oh, this is really, I, I like it for its intensity that it brings me. Not so much the physiological aspect of it, but more so the psychological aspect of it. Personally, I like Spartan Rays. I like CrossFit. I like mm-hmm. boxing. And I like to lean into my discomfort. I like to lean into my edge. Mm-hmm. So combo fits right into that yeah, <laughs> archetype, <definitely>. right? That <laughs> warrior archetype. Yes. So I'm curious to know from your point of view, from your personal experience, again, what does it actually do? So describe it for us so that way people can can get a little bit of taste of why go through this very intense experience and what's the potential payoff. And Mm -hmm. again, speaking from your personal point of view. That's a good question. I think the intensity of it is actually like any any training that people do like martial arts or yoga, any kind of CrossFit. When you go through an intense part of like, like let's say you're gonna hold your arms like for five minutes like this, like for the first minute, it may be a little bit difficult. You start to feel your, your arm. Don't touch you, my Oh yeah. yeah. You start to feel your arm, your elbow, and you start to feel all these discomforts and pain. So at that point, your brain is registering, oh, I have pain right here, I, you know. But if you didn't go through any discomfort, you wouldn't know what the next level of the second minute or the fifth minute or, or the tenth minute of holding a posture of any sort. It's almost like you're going through a certain, you know, pain or level 
or when you're lifting weights, oh, I can only do 10. Now I'm doing 200. There's this intensity of, of almost like a, a strength that is coming from within. Like, oh, now my muscles have grown and I can do a little bit more. But if it's almost like if you're just comfortable, like just in life, if you're just comfortable, then there's going to be no change. Everything's going to stay the same. But when you meet a discomfort that's most like, how did you say, violently? <laughs> that's a good way to... Intense, intensity. I like violently. Yeah. <laughs> that's a very good description. But it's almost like a very in intense and... Who wants to go through anything intense? But I think once we meet that and cross that, it's almost like a fear or an obstacle in our life. Like, uh, you know what? I can only do this much or I can only go this much. But if you go just a little bit more, you didn't know that you can go that much. So it's almost like once you go through that intensity, then what it feels like to feel, oh, I did it. Or I feel much lighter. Oh, I didn't know I was caring so much. And now, you know, I feel great, amazing. And then you do it again. And it's, it's, it's intense, intense again, but in a, different, in a different way. So pause on that for a moment. Yeah. <clears throat> so my friend, she said she helps women, pregnant women, to go through, to describe their pregnant, whether their childbirth experience. So mm -hmm. she said that one, some women would say that was a lot of pain. And some women would say that's a lot of, in physical sensations. Mm -hmm. You see the distinction here? Yeah. So they, they don't actually describe, interpret that as pain. They just describe it as sensations. Yeah. So regarding combo, would you say, so number one, it's definitely intense. Mm -hmm. So is it for everyone or is it just for people that likes, that seeking that intensity to mm -hmm. for the spiritual benefit? Yeah. Uh, it's actually not for everybody. Some people may want to as much as their heart desires, but there's uh, contraindications that we have to follow. Uh, right, so let's talk about that for a moment. Yeah, so making sure that they're safe and that there's no like protocol, like they have any heart issues or they've had any strokes or any kind of like surgeries. So that's really important. That's why the communication with the client is very, you know, they need to inform us what they're going through and what's their like almost like their their background of like their ailments or ailments or anything that they've had and once they share that then i can determine yes so, or no so is the contra contra indicators purely mm -hmm. physical or there are some psychological things like also that? psychological like oh, so um, like mental like like schizophrenia or things like that or why is that because to me combos in my mind, it's not mm -hmm. a psychedelic. It's, yeah. It has nothing to do with the mind. Yeah. It's purely physical. So why, why the... If you have a group of people and um, then some psychotic actions may come out, then you have to make sure how to take care of the person. I see. Got yeah. it. And then just for the safety of others as well. Got it. So, so let me interpret what you're saying here. Yeah. So even though it's physical, the physicality of it may, may trigger some psychological effect. Yeah. And for the sake of the container that you hold for the group, as well as for the individual, mm -hmm. you choose not to touch that part of it. Yeah. Is that an accurate way uh, to not, qualify? Not that I not touch that part of it, but uh -huh. just that's why it's important to, if they did tell me, I would say I cannot, um, I cannot serve yeah, yeah, at yeah. that point, just for the safety of others, because it does open up your nervous system and it, it may trigger some things in the brain mm -hmm. uh, that may activate it uh, more aggressively or things may come out. And my most important thing is the safety for others and the person himself. So absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I get it. So a lot of people, when I was younger, I would think the body, the mind, the heart and the spirit, they're all separate. Mm. My body, just my body, has nothing to do with my mind, has nothing to do with my emotions. And, and what is the spirit thing? It doesn't even exist. That was when I was younger. Yeah. But the more, the older I get, the more I study, the more I practice, the more I embody all of it, mm -hmm. ultimately I get it, it's superposition on top of each other. Mm -hmm. There is no separation of the body, the mind, the heart, and the spirit. Yeah. It so, literally is, it, when you do something, it triggers everything else. There yeah. is a, um, it's not a, a, a linear, so there's a quote by Gandhi it says, watch your thoughts mm -hmm. becomes your words, watch your words oh, becomes just your action, watch your actions become, and ultimately behavior, uh, behavior, behavior is become habit, habits become your destiny, right? Mm -hmm. But at the same time, so that implies a linear progression mm 
yeah. from thoughts to destiny. Mm-hmm. But at the, in my mind, it actually is a circular thing. <clears throat> Your destiny also it goes upwards too. So it's not a linear direction. It's a circular thing. It yeah. is superposition on, on top of each other. So I think that illustrates a really good point of what you talked about when you are being considerate of people with psychological conditions and serving them humble. Okay, so that's the some qualifications that you you take when you look at people who are seeking this. So what's the benefit? What's the benefit? Yeah, so yeah. describe a little bit of Again, from your personal point of view, mm-hmm. the benefits that you experience in more vivid detail, so that way people can get a taste of like, oh, okay, um, this may be for me. Mm-hmm. In addition to the experience, yeah. what kind of benefits could I get? Or um, that you've seen? Yeah, it's good for like inflammation, people that have inflammation or like candida in their gut. Sometimes we carry a lot of bacteria in our gut, so it, mm-hmm. it helps to purify the intestinal tract. So everything can be released and any like joint pains or you know aches and pains in the body then it helps to kind of release some of those aches and pains mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so any other in addition to the physiological aspect of it any other because you talked about detoxification and that's mm-hmm. actually something that i haven't quite explored personally because yeah. i'm a pretty healthy person yeah and fortunately that I don't really quite feel the benefits of detoxification per se. So talk mm-hmm. a little bit more about that. The detoxification can be on, on many levels. So our thoughts mm-hmm. create emotion mm-hmm. and our emotion creates some, it's almost like a vibration that flows to our internal organs. We cannot see energy, but we can feel it. Uh, so when you have a certain, a certain thought, it triggers an emotion. These emotions are connected to almost every internal organ. So like, let's talk about the, the lungs. The lungs carry the emotion of sadness and grief. Mm. So if you, I don't know if you probably experience a lot of like mucus, when you cry, there's water. So a lot of water related things, a lot of, you get a lot of mucus because your lungs are, are, are connected to sadness and grief. Cause when you cry, it's, it's almost like your, your chest is hurting. So energetically, we can hold these kind of vibrations or energy in our, in our lungs, or, or it's almost like stagnant energy. So when you take combo, it helps to like detoxify these energy like centers in your body or mm. your organs. That way you can purify and, and clear those areas. So it can be detoxing also like in, in, the, in our mind. For myself, and as an uh, experiencing, it brings more clarity. So for me, if I have a foggy, foggy thinking or I'm not clear, or my creative side cannot come out. When I do combo, I feel it, it almost detoxifies all that, that stagnant energy mm. that I was carrying that I, I couldn't break through. But when that is clear, then it's almost like the channels. Oh, okay. Now it's more clear for me to paint or to deliver what I need to deliver. Mm-hmm. And also in our cells, I'm just helping to purify the body, but especially like the gut. We carry a lot of, this is our second chakra and we carry a lot of like emotion here. So sometimes if you have like IBS or any bowel syndrome, that's because our, our gut is tightening up while everything's tightening it up and then the circulation cannot flow well. But through combo, it helps to almost relax everything so you can purify and detoxify your, your gut. Mm. The way I see it, for me mm. personally, energetic, spiritual, emotional, physical, as we talked about earlier, they're all on top of each other. Exactly. Right? So in my mind, this is a, uh, the engineering term is forcing function. Essentially, if you think about a computer, this is a hard reset. You essentially just get everything out very violently, very intensely. Mm-hmm. And then whatever benefits you get, because now you have more space physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, energetically, perhaps, right? Again, mm-hmm. it depends on your personal belief. That I won't debate with whoever is listening, but just imagine now essentially decluttering all of the things that that's there in, through a very intense experience. And from that, that internal spaciousness that you have, then more things can come in. 
physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, energetically. Exactly. Is that a good way to Yeah, it's almost kind of like a, a lot of people have heard of like shadows or the shadow work or, and all that. So when you release this, it's almost like our, it's our, our negative thoughts, our negative emotions. And when you let go of that, then there's opportunity for love to come in, joy to come in, happiness to come in. And it actually is already resides within all of us. We just got to clear that stuff up. So let's talk about joy and love and all that mm -hmm. for a moment. You are someone that I know for a few years who embodies authenticity and compassion for others. So let's talk about were you always this way? Or was there a journey that you took on to, mm -hmm. to, to, to be the person that you are today? Yeah. I wasn't always like this. Okay. I think it was until I was 16. I was a little rebel kid, you know? Okay. okay. <laughs> and, and, and it's funny because some people are like, oh, your parents. But it had nothing to do with my, like my mom or dad. They were really good individuals. They were very loving and caring. My father was an alcoholic and... Energetically, I did feel that did affect because you learn from your parents, but I did become an alcoholic. I was very young. Uh, I think I was like maybe 14, go to junior high and, and, and drink in the bathroom. Just Oh, be, by yourself? By myself. I didn't need nobody to drink with. <laughs> it, it, it became a thing that I, it's not like, it's almost like you, you teach someone something not knowingly. So you're just doing it. So someone's doing it. So especially a, a, a figure that you love, drinking's good. So then it's, it almost became like something that I, I should do too. Yeah. And so then I, I would take bottles too. And it wasn't like beer. It was like straight uh, liquor, like whiskey and things like that. And, and, and I would be really drunk in school. And, and, and then from there, of course, when you drink, you're, you become another person. You become very violent. And Hold on one second. So were you in pain that this was a way to numb the pain? now knowing at this point now knowing is it, it of course alcohol is a, a way to numb everything so not knowing that i i did have pain i think that's why i, I was probably drinking also and then also following the steps of what i see i see so you had a yeah. role model doing this and then and then you essentially just copy the role model. Yeah, I yeah. See. It's almost like you you have this chain, and until you know what's right or you know whatever, then you can break it, or you can either hold it on to the next you know, next generation. But I went to gym, juvenile hall just because I became very violent. I would fight all the time, and and I think that was me releasing my my pain through through anger. I think until eventually, when I was in juvenile hall, they had to lock me up in a like a boys unit 30 days i cannot like interact with any human being because <laughs> i was very destructive i was very disruptive to everything and so they could they couldn't even manage this individual that was actually in pain but they saw all oh, this person's dangerous kind mm -hmm. of thing mm -hmm. and so at that point when i was in this isolation my mom brought me a book it was by Lester Levinston. I actually forgot the name of the book, but it was one of his first books. He owned the Sedona. He was the starter of Sedona Method. Mm. And yeah, and, oh. and that's the only book that they let my mom pass through. Because any other spiritual book that she tried to pass through, they said that I could not have that book because they thought that I could become like someone that can overcome and, and escape or something. <laughs> And I was like, well, thinking now, I'm like, really? Like, they, but they You're were, an evil genius. Yeah. And then yeah. they were like, oh, but they would let me have it books or Stephen King books, which can be very destructive books, very more negative. Oh, than, for sure. It, it, it amplifies the shadow. It amplifies exactly. your imagination of what darkness. Can, yeah. yeah the, the human mind. It's really fascinating. Yeah. They're very intelligent. <laughs> How to keep sense. people in jail. Yeah. Um, so they let one book pass by, and, and that was it by Lester Levinston. So that I, was the awakening moment. Yeah, that was I because I did read the book, and at that point, I felt like something shifted, like my attitude shifted, something subsided inside my heart that it, it I felt I felt something different. And at that point, when I got out, I started taking LSD a lot, 
So pause for a moment. So after that awakening moment, did the anger, the fighting persist or that stopped? No, at at that point when I left there, it it kind of subsided. I didn't like want to, oh, let's fight. It was more like something's changing. I knew it too because like I started to like dress differently and and like I felt like oh I guess I want to change or something but I didn't know that and then I think with with acid that was like the main thing that really really like kind of shifted me to another state of like you don't always have to be angry you don't always have to you have to figure out why you're angry and and things like that to to know that happiness already resided inside of me. Did you do that by yourself? Did you do that recreationally? Did you do that um, ceremonially with someone else? I would do it by myself or with my friends. And not, not ceremonially because I was young. I was still like 16, 17. Mm-hmm. And I was just sharing it with with people. And, and, I, and I felt at that point that that's where I found my, my, my true happiness. And it just dawned upon you. And again, right? Because the start of this part of the conversation is who you are today and who you were before. Mm-hmm. So was there a light, mo- light, light switch moment where anger and violent, loving and compassionate, <laughs> or was it more of a gradual process? It, it was like a gradual process. It's like almost like you're on one step and then, oh, okay, this is different. This feels good. Oh, and then let me try this step. Oh, this feels even better. Mm-hmm. And so I think it was like very gradual, but like it's almost like a, a awakening like but a very slow process like almost like a turtle just walking very slowly oh this feels good this feels better oh you know and, and that's how for me the process was mm. so one thing I again a little diversion is that I do here I love transformational work I also love integration work so a lot of people are seeking that silver bullet my life was shit, and now silver bullet, life is awesome. Mm. They want that. That's what the human mind, the egoic mind wants. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, also, just like working out, just like good nutrition, in my mind, it's about the daily disciplines afterwards. Mm-hmm. Right, you can't just eat one good meal and say, "Tada, fifty pounds lighter." Like mm-hmm. it just it doesn't work that yeah. way, even though the egoic mind wants that. So I'm curious to know, from your point of view, what were you intentional about cultivating this loving and compassion and mm-hmm. this empathy, or is it accidental? It's just like, oh, this feels good. Let me just continue to do that exactly. accidentally. Yeah, not that it was accidentally. I think everything is is a purpose, alignment with every human being from God, like our purpose of where we need to be at a certain point and to learn the lessons that we need to learn. So I feel like every step is just a step that I had to take to experience and to learn and to grow and to a point where I did feel the love that already resided within, within myself uh, but it took time to uncover it through training, through different things. But the more that I got to feel my own love is when it's like, this is the most beautiful feeling that anyone can, well, that I can ever feel, you know? And to know that there's more and there's more inside of me that I never got to look at or get to, got to see. So I feel it's just like, it's just a destiny of where I need to go and I'm just now I'm, I'm, I'm being aware like these are the steps that I need to go to like to grow myself and so was it more of a self-exploration <clears throat> I didn't explore freely. anything okay so it's just literally it feels good let me continue it yes it feels good let me continue it yeah it feels good let me continue yeah it, yeah I didn't explore like oh I think I need to like do this to like get this self-actualized or this yeah or like oh i need to do this i need to read this book i got that book but i just read it because i had nothing else to do but it felt good and it's and this the the yoga studio that i was telling you about it wasn't like oh i need to look for this place and i I heard yoga is amazing and it it, it just like i was just like my friends like hey i heard you know i went to this place and it was amazing like i i felt this joy i was like i was just like curious like she told me she cried and I was like I see so you let yeah, curiosity yeah, led you, you to yeah. the, the next step the next step the yeah next step. oh I what see. is that like okay. oh okay and then she was like oh this you know it made me cry I was like 
what place do you go and you go and cry? And I was like, this is weird, but interesting, you know? So I was like, she's like, why don't you make an appointment? I was like, sure. So I made an appointment. And, um, so, okay, pause on the phone yeah, yeah. for a moment. So you, you allow yourself to be open, to be get curious, mm-hmm. but you also made a judgment. This is weird, but you you went well, anyway. Weird to what she was saying, yeah. Right, right, yeah. but you went anyway. So yeah, I'm I curious to know, and maybe it's relevant to the listeners or not, but I think this is a natural way. You know, the ego might always have evaluation, assessment, judgment mm-hmm. about something, but you went mm-hmm. anyway. What kept mm-hmm. you open-minded and actually took action? follow through your curiosity yeah. in spite of the initial judgment this is weird yeah and i think it was it, the, the term weird is more like i never experienced this before like i never heard this before so this is out of what i normally like know i was a gang member i was a this and that and then for someone say i went to a yoga studio like what is that like you know what, what is this you know so it, for me weird is like something out of my my what I normally know. I see. Um, so to, to make that a little more clear. Yeah, for sure. And so then I, I said, okay, I'll make an appointment because I really feel this person in, in particular was like almost like an angel. God brings angels to us. Mm. And I feel she was an particular angel because she was like telling me you should go there. Maybe mm. she felt like I needed to go there. So I, mm. I, I trust her in, as, as a friend. I said, sure, I'll go there. And I went and uh, right when I walked in, like everybody in the center was Korean and they didn't, some of them didn't know English. And I was just, and it was so bright in there. Like it looked like a this yoga. This is a yoga studio. It's mm-hmm. called, it's called, it was called Don Yoga. Mm-hmm. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I stepped in and the, one of the masters that was there, she, she greeted me, she bowed and, you know, and she hugged me. And, and I, at first I was like, wait, this is out of the normal, like, we, I don't know, I only hug my family kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it felt good, you know, so I hugged her back. <laughs> so you trust, okay, so yeah. I want to underline that. You follow your curiosity and you trust what feels good yeah. subjectively from yourself. Yeah. Okay. Like, this is, this going. is very, very good. Like, oh, okay, you want to love? Like, I, I like this feeling. Mm-hmm. And uh, so when she took me to the the room for consultation she asked me to lay down and she placed her hand on my chest and like and then she asked me one question i feel this question like i was like no one's ever asked me this question it's like what do you want out of life mm-hmm. and like it like something just like hit my heart like oh my god i don't have the answer to that you know mm-hmm. and, and at that point i felt i it just like i couldn't resist but all these tears came out and i was like where is this coming from like what why did this question like rupture me inside, you know? And, and yeah, I, I mean, I signed up for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, and then, so through that question, it kept me like be more, I guess what you said, curious to, okay, what is this question? And how can I, uh, how can I find this answer? Mm-hmm. You know? And uh, through that, that, that was like another step that I took. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So you talked about she was an angel, your mm-hmm. friend. Yes. And at a time where there's a million different voices, mm-hmm. a lot of Facebook lives happening right now during this time. Yeah. What would you say is your criteria of identifying oh, that person is a potential angel or that, pretend, that person I should pay more attention to? Yeah. Well, from your point of view. Yeah, from my point of view is the way I, I I even tell her I'm like thank you so much because like out of all the people that I had friends or, or you know hanging out with this in particular person asked me to go to this place that I would I would probably never go to you know if I just like walked by it or you know or read about it she told me you should come and I did go and I actually ended up staying there she left she did she, like I was like maybe five months and she left, but I stayed there, and through me staying there till like fifteen, sixteen years later, I knew that that person was like someone of most like a like a messenger. You know, we have many messengers in in our life, but we have to really listen and know. Okay, this is a, a message that I need to kind of come here, and for me that was the one of the biggest like persons that. And uh, if she wouldn't have told me anything, then 
I probably wouldn't have taken that path. It's almost like a guy like, hey, why don't you try this? Or uh, Right, so, so the, my question was, how do you know who you listen to? I guess that's probably the easier way to articulate it. Because you deem her yeah. afterwards, 15 yeah. years later, say, oh, wow, she was a beautiful messenger from God. Yeah, yeah. Right? But you didn't feel that way the moment she told you to go to the yoga studio, right? Yeah. But you knew to listen to her and follow through based on her. She was a very life. good friend, yeah. Right. Yeah. So, again, a million voices right now, mm-hmm. a, lot of, a lot of noise, mm-hmm. very little signal. Yeah. How do you find a signal? It's almost like those synchronicities. Okay, so... This one in particular person, I was taking a French class, so it's going to be a little, a little connection to that. So I was taking a French class. I took this French class, and my one of my sister-in-laws, uh, my sister-in-law, she's like, uh, "Oh, what class are you taking?" I'm like, "I'm taking a French class." And then she's like, "Oh, my friend's taking a French class." And I was like, "Oh, what's your friend's name?" She she told me her name, Liz. And I said, "Oh, that's." Oh, okay. Maybe I'll see her. I don't know. There's many French classes, right? There's like maybe five going on. Why would she be in my class, you know? So I go in there and everybody has to say their name in, in, in French. Or whatever. And, uh, and this girl's like, Gemma Pelve, Liz. And I was like, that, that can't be her. And so at the end of the class, I went up to her because you had to greet each other. And I told her, Gemma Pelve, Veronique. And then she's like, Gemma Pelve, you know, Liz. And I was like, are you Julie's friend? You know, my sister-in-law's friend. And she said, yeah. And she's like, are you Veronica? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, oh my God, this is weird. Like, and then from that point on, we just like really clicked. But it was like a synchronicity. Like, how would you be in this class when there's so many other classes? And you're my friend's, uh, my sister-in-law's friend. And you just want to take French class, you know? It's almost like people choose things almost like at a certain point. And like, I don't know if you've experienced like at a certain point in your life where Someone comes into your life for some reason and, and, and it's like a bond and, you know, like a relationship and a closeness and a, a trust that you have with this person. And then sometimes they leave. And, and, and it's almost like there, there are these messengers that, that, oh, okay, you came here to deliver this message. You know, many people can deliver many messages, and, mm-hmm. but there's some that really like kind of resonate in your heart and I, I probably you probably you know what i'm talking about like that feeling that you get from certain individuals that that you just have that trust and that whatever they're they're asking you or maybe delivering that oh okay i'll try it you know yeah i can relate i would say but for me i'm kind of slow mm. i don't always know right away this is this is a messenger i should pay attention mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. usually it's afterwards like Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my life was taken it was catalyzed mm-hmm. after a long time, and it, it yeah. was gone on me. Like, oh, okay. Upon my reflection, these mm-hmm. people really shifted my life in a particular way. Yeah, but in the moments, thinking back, in the moment, I actually didn't think much of anything. Mm. So, for example, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, but, inting. But, let's yeah. use a concrete example. Inting is a very, very dear friend of mine. Mm-hmm. When I first met him. I'm like, who's this guy? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I didn't yeah, think yeah. much of it. Yeah. Again, some of my best, best oh, friends yeah. are all like that. Like, mm-hmm. who's that guy? Who's mm-hmm, that guy? Mm-hmm. Who's that guy? Didn't think much of it. But yeah. 20 years later, we're still friends. Yeah. Today. Yeah. So. Same thing with her. 40 years later, we're friends. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like, even though you don't talk for a long time, and then when you do talk, it's almost like you just left off from where you were, and there's no, like, judgment. There's no... It's just exactly. like a, a you know... A, and, and you can have many, 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 many friends. I used to have so many friends, like a lot, you right. know, either because I was doing something bad or something good or whatever, you know. Yeah. But the more that you grow yourself, like spiritually, now yeah. I see it spiritually, is a lot of those people fade. And, you know, maybe they're still doing their thing and that's cool. Yeah. And then you can see who's still kind of like, hey, we're still friends, you know. And then I, I can see it. So, okay. So on that note, there's an effort being made. To stay connected. Yeah. Is that accurate? Yeah. Okay. So there's an effort being made. No, not like an effort. It's almost like just natural. Like, oh, you know, someone, she, you know, we call each other like maybe once a year. Yeah, or something. but there's an effort. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It requires an yeah, effort that, to that, pick that, up the phone. Right, yeah. right. I don't mean an effort like let's stay together. Yeah, 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 there's yeah, yeah. a lot of importance there. Yeah. That's not what I meant. What okay. I meant is one of you reach up 
reach out and how say, hey, how are you doing? Yeah. And the other one answer. Yeah, exactly. There's an effort to stay connected, yeah. right? That's one element. Another element that I hear also is the, the non-judgment aspect of it. Mm -hmm. You can be however you are. Mm -hmm. I can be however I am. Mm -hmm. We accept each other for who we exactly. are. Yeah. And that's that. Mm -hmm. You know, whatever happens, stay happy for you. I accept yeah. you for who you are. Exactly. And that's it. That's actually something that, that I notice in re reflecting upon myself. I can be better. Mm -hmm. at proactively reaching out to people mm -hmm. that's just something that that could be better yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we're going away from my initial question of how you cultivated your who you are as love and compassion and empathy mm -hmm. so you you made a drastic shift over the years and that's who you are today you provide mm -hmm. that space for others mm -hmm. anything else you wanted to say for people that really want to provide a pristine space of compassion, empathy, and love for others. Anything mm -hmm. else that they can act tactically practice to be more of that? I think just keep following like what, what makes you happy, what makes you happy. And, and I think the more that you follow that happiness and mm -hmm. actually do it, sometimes we can be like, Oh, I'm going to do this and, mm -hmm. and you don't do it. But the more you, you're, you're taking action, to what you need to do mm -hmm. that brings you happiness you know and sometimes it doesn't have to be with anybody it's just doing it for yourself and when you do it for yourself uh, then you get that just that natural joy and I just feel the more that you follow your passions and and continue to to do that you can just activate that 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 self-love and I think that's a lot that you know well for me that I feel I love to do is is to put in my meditation or anything that can help me to look inward the more that I look inward it's like I don't need to like look outward and into like you're doing your thing you're doing your so you know and then to see our mind when it comes when little judgments or oh this is different or you know those kind of things but to be just clear and just let everything be whatever it needs to be on the outside but to make sure that you're looking constantly inside of yourself, your own thoughts, your own emotion. How are you feeling? How am I feeling, you know, right now? How can I change my vibration of um, this? If I'm sad, how can I make it better? How can I make myself better? Nobody can make me better. Nobody can change me but myself. And, and I think that's really important to constantly focus on, on oneself to grow and to just develop and open that heart, you know? Mm. I also hear implicitly in between the lines of what you just said, not only just the, 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 the cultivation, the meditation. I think a really important point is the more that you cultivate yourself and like they say, fill your cup up first before you can pour it to another. It's like fill yourself up so much that you feel so good that it just like naturally pours out to others without judgment, without having to tell someone what to do having to just to naturally just be there for someone and, and, and let that love come out, you know? Right. So follow up on that point. Mm -hmm. What say someone listening to this, yeah. they want to do that. Yeah. What actions can they take to be more of that? Of what point of that? Well, what you just said to fill your cup up first. Oh, okay. To fill yourself up so much mm -hmm. that you're overflowing with love and compassion for others. Mm. So what practice can you take on to really fill up the cup? Well, for me, I'll just kind of share my practice. In the morning, I, I do my morning meditation. Right when I wake up, I um, do my meditation. I have a chant from Mama and, you know, just chanting that, going into straight into my thought. Like, I need to get a cup of coffee. I need to take a shower. I have this planner. But straightly going into like, wow, I'm grateful I woke up. Like, thank you, God. You know, like just being grateful and, and in gratitude of everything. Like, oh, my body's moving. Okay, let's, let's. And then it's starting that flow. And then once I get into meditation, just stretching the body and giving love to your body. Like, I have my hands, you know, and stretching and breathing. Whatever yoga, you know, that you may know then utilize it and, and do it and it doesn't take like an hour you can do five minutes ten minutes whatever you need to do and then and then i use uh chanting and meditating and then breathing 
And um, after that, then, then, okay, I'm ready. Let's do this, you know. And then at that point, that's when my creativity starts to kind of activate throughout, like, what I'm going to do throughout the day. And then right before I go to bed, I do the same thing, you know, giving thanks. Like, I was able to do all this, and I'm here, I'm breathing, and just to constantly be in gratitude. And when I do that, then I do my exercise and my breathing and my meditation and my chanting, and then I go to sleep. And, and when I do, I'm like, thank you, God. It's just like this feeling of just, I'm happy, you know? And, and I think the more that I give myself that, then it's, it's just like, it's just naturally, just flows. It doesn't, there's no effort, you know? I don't, I'm just, I'm just being me. Like, what other people do, good. So let's talk about that for a moment. Giving the COVID-19 happening right now, mm-hmm. a lot of people are freaking out, yeah. panicking in fear and and also in anticipation of whatever is to come there's a lot Mm -hmm. of uncertainty Mm -hmm. that's what i'm saying so do you find yourself doing more of these be more intentional about these practices or it's the same doesn't change it's It's been such a habit all already so yeah i've been doing this forever well not forever well until you know i found my my point of this is what i need to do for myself so I've been doing it for past 16 years, so mm-hmm. it's almost becomes like you need to make a cup of coffee. Well, I need to meditate. It's almost like it's a habit, but I know it's a good habit and it feels good. And it doesn't have to. It doesn't have to take long. It doesn't take a lot of our 24 hours of our day to to do that. But um, intentional about these practices. No, it's just it's just. Uh, something that's naturally done before I had to like I gotta do this I gotta write it down and I gotta check it off that I did it and the more that I because at first I was I had to write down every day I need to meditate I need to uh, do my my training I need to and then I'd have to go back did I do it check Mm -hmm. it off check it off I did do it okay so there is a learning curve yeah right so in the beginning you were intentional but now you've done it so much that it becomes second nature to you. Exactly. You just wake up and do it. Yeah. And I want to underline here. I'm that guy, by the way, who <laughs> likes to underline things. That's good. Uh, hey, that was a good point. Yeah. Let me pause on that for a moment. I hear you say this phrase a lot. It felt good. Mm-hmm. So, so listeners, whatever makes you feel good, do more of that. But I want to make a distinction here because eating chocolate feels good. Mm-hmm. Eating okay. ice cream feels good. Watching mm-hmm. Netflix feels mm-hmm. good. Waking up late feels good. Mm-hmm. Doing, being lazy and laying in bed all day feels good, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So what's the distinction from your point of view? Mm-hmm. I have my own vocabulary, but yeah. from your point of view, the distinction of doing your discipline that makes yeah. you feel good versus eating ice cream that makes you feel good. Yeah, there is a big distinction. So let's talk about that for Okay, so it, it's more of a inner feeling good than a physical feeling good because when you're feeding your body it's a physical and then it comes from your brain your brain is like oh all these like receptors are like yeah have some ice cream eat this ice cream (laughs) and then you're like okay so there's like this other you know being talking to you and telling you what to do when um at, at, at that point there's a separation of who you are from this body, from your from your emotions and from your thought. We're a soul in this body, this is our temple. So when you listen to the inside of yourself, there's a difference of feeling better or feeling good than versus of I'm gonna eat a pizza that's making me feel good. It's not making you feel good, it's making your brain feel good or you know, making those receptors happy, like, oh, this is great. But there's a difference there. Mm. And that's where the difference is. Separating yourself, which is your soul, your being, versus your, your body and your desires mm-hmm. that make you feel good. So there's two. Yeah, my friend has a really beautiful way to articulate it. Yeah. He says there's a distinction between deliciousness mm-hmm. and nutritiousness. Mm-hmm. So things that makes you, like the, the ice cream, literally is delicious mm-hmm. and at the same time is not necessarily nutritious. You can have all the ice cream you want. At some point, that deliciousness goes away mm-hmm. and you become disgusted. <laughs> exactly. There's only yeah, so yeah. much ice cream you can right? Your body just doesn't get the nutrition that it wants. Yeah. And, and, or, and or, egoically, 
if it, it's delicious to show off to someone or mm-hmm. be prideful or mm-hmm. whatever may be the case for the individual. At the same time, it's not uh, spiritually or emotionally very nutritious. Per se. Yeah. Yeah, so I like that. Yeah. I also like the part of uh, it's like you're feeding your soul, you're feeding your body. You know, it's like there's a big difference, you know. But uh, it's very hard to distinguish until mm-hmm. you can cultivate that training and that knowing of the separation of, of who you are mm-hmm. from everything else your thoughts, your emotions, your body. Yeah, and, and by the way, guys, I'm, we're not saying to never eat ice cream or chocolate. <laughs> yeah, enjoy it. Yeah, enjoy it. <laughs> life is life yeah. is short, so enjoy the the thing that you enjoy. But ultimately, just be intentional about mm-hmm. whether you're doing it for deliciousness or you're doing it for nutritiousness or somewhere in the middle. Exactly. Whatever it is that you're doing, so in that way you're intentional about it, rather than just you know pushing the remote control, you know, yeah, without even thinking about yeah, it, and exactly. just numbing yourself up. Okay, good. Anything else you wanted to say in terms of cultivating this loving presence amidst the outside chaos? Oh, at this at this point at in this time. particular point in time, yeah. This is actually similar <clears throat> to combo almost. Oh yeah. It's but very intense. But very peaceful too. Okay, so say more about yeah. that. Yeah. So it's it's kinda like you know, this is going on and and the thing is it's almost like Ramba says, just be here now. Like, you can't, like, pre- we cannot predict what's going to happen tomorrow. We cannot promise that we'll be here tomorrow. And who knows? You know, there's car accidents every day. There's many different other types of deaths. So just to be present and to enjoy and be grateful and in gratitude for everything that you have at this moment in your life. You can, you can, you can plan, you can be creative, and there's so much more that. We don't know about ourselves because we're so busy. I got to work 10 hours a day, come home to the home that you work so hard for, but you never get to spend time in it, you know? Now you have this time to, to spend time and and see what is the, the passion that you have that you always wanted to do or create. Or well, there, was, there has to be something when you were a little kid that you wanted to learn or something that you wanted to read or things like that this is like the perfect time for that and not to be like in fear of like what's going to happen or you know i understand there's uh, many difficulties and in 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 struggles that people are having but to just have prayers for them we can only send something out like you know i i can wish them the best but we cannot help every every human being but just to focus on yourself at this point the more that you focus on yourself at this point then and together, I think in a collective, we can make a change, holding the vibration of love and gratitude, you know? And when you say pay attention to yourself, my interpretation of what you said is mm-hmm. your own sphere of influence, right? Exactly. Is that an accurate way to interpret Pretty what you Pretty much, said? yeah. Okay. Yeah. So <clears throat> we can see so much information that's going on, so many different ways and points of view of what what is going to happen, what's really happening. To really just just be in your heart and what you believe and what you love and what makes you happy, you know? Why are you going to fall into like negative information or or this is going to happen and then bringing up some fear and I'm so scared and what am I going to do? And then you have all these thoughts that are being created just to be in the present moment, to be in love and, you know, and to cultivate what you, you want to do, you know, or create. It's a good time. Yeah, so... <clears throat> It's a good segue to this, who you were before, you were in the game, yes. you were in Juvie, yes. Paul, and now you're a full-time combo practitioner, dedicating your life to heal up people in general, mm-hmm. right? So that's a big shift, I mm-hmm. would say. So throughout this process, you met many teachers, many angels along the way to mm-hmm. help you cultivate your skills to be a combo practitioner. Yes. Right. Who knows what's well, going to happen 10 years from now, but today you're a combo practitioner. So what are some of the criteria that you use today to select your teachers? Hmm. Good question. <laughs> I think keep following the signs and what, what I feel in my heart, you know? So from Lester Levinston, that book was very, it was, it resonated a lot. And then when I met... Did you ever take the Sedona method? No, I didn't. My mom did. I see. Interesting. Yeah. 
That's why she gave me the book. I see. And and then from that book to my teacher Ilchidi, and to knowing that Lester Levinson was buried at this place that my teacher bought the land in Sedona, Arizona, and and I knew that was a teacher because when I looked at in his eyes, I didn't know this man. He was in a he came from Korea. Didn't know any English. There was 300 people. He looked at every single human being in their eyes. I didn't know him. I, you know. And I just started crying, and it was like, why am I crying? Like, why? What is this feeling that I have? So it was, and then I, at that moment, I knew this man is important in my life. Mm. And then um, coming forward to now being a comic practitioner and 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 knowing who you know who's my next teacher, it's the same thing. Like when I saw Natasha for the first time, there was this feeling in my heart that. I knew that this person is very important in my life, and and then when she delivered everything she delivered with Kumbal, I knew that this is the person I want to learn from. You know, seeing her 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 sincerity, her 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 kindness, and her love for others. I was like, this is really. Sometimes it's when you feel it, but when you see it in someone else, it's so beautiful. You know, and I and then that's where I asked her. I was like. How can I become a combo practitioner? And she was like, "Well, I'm gonna take my training." And and then I thought, "Okay." And then so that may take a while. And she loved, but she referred me to another like another combo training. And I was like, "No, I'm gonna wait for you to be done with your training because I really I want you to be my teacher." Mm. And that was the 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 next point. And and then I knew exactly when I was doing my training, I pulled off a book out of her shelf. And I looked at the book, and I was like, "Oh my God, how did you get this book?" And you know, she got it in Sedona Mago Retreat Center. I was like, "Do you know this man right here?" And she's like, "No." I'm like, "That's my previous teacher." Mm. And and I cried because I was like, "Why?" I almost felt like it was a sign, like I'm in the right place and I'm doing the right thing. Mm. And uh, yeah, I was just it was just so happy to to sh- kind of share that with her too, you know. Mm. And then now that I'm a practitioner. I'm just I'm just trying to do my best. I'm not trying. I'm actually doing my best that I can to be of service um, and to hold space because it's not me that that is making people better or or whatever or, or you know transforming their lives, mm-hmm. uh, but it's combo. So how would you translate everything that you've done to mm-hmm. someone who is in the in between space right now mm-hmm. during this coronavirus? You know, everyone staying at home yeah. situation that we're all in right now. How would you translate that into something that's tactical that they can practice right now? Oh, to do in, in their life and whatever. Themselves. Yeah, exactly. They're yeah. in that in between space. They're exploring what's next. Yeah, and they don't know in this in this outside uncertainties. They are exploring what's next. What would you advise them to do? Yeah, I feel that this time is a time of like looking in, like I've said, and 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 to really see what what moves you, what what gives you passion to do something, or what have you always wanted to learn. Like this is a good time to learn these things and to kind of cultivate and 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 say, oh, okay, this is what I'm gonna do, or this is what I'm gonna t- my next step to take, or. What have you been wanting to do, but you're like stuck or you're you're stopped from going there? Just do it. Do what you you know always wanted to do, and this is a time to kind of learn, you know, whatever it is that you need to to learn to to go there. Mm-hmm. But to not give up, like like saying like, oh, this is it. But to to have faith that you know that everything is possible in life, you know. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. The way I will in, in, also reinterpret everything that you said is, is you didn't say this, but in my mind is trust your body, like really get into the body, mm-hmm. and then and then really listen to your body and listen to your heart of what actually resonates with you, because from your own example, you trusted your body, you trusted your heart, mm-hmm. so whenever it spoke to you, you you will follow that exactly. path, yeah, based on. Your 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 words were energetic um, alignment or, or resonance. Mm-hmm. You felt that, so you you trust it. So you choose your teachers. I mean, the, yeah, you you chose your teachers accordingly. Is that accurate? It, it, pretty much, yeah, yeah. Beautiful. For those people who are interested in receiving combo, is there any 
place that you can send them to? Yeah, they can go to my, my Instagram page and my website's on there. We'll put it in the show notes? Yeah, passion.vg. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I changed it to passion for health. Underscore for health. Okay, we'll put that in the show notes for everyone. Anything else you want to say before we complete? CK, I want to thank you for taking this time and, and, and you know, setting this up. I appreciate that very much. Yeah. And, um, and to and all the beauty that you deliver to to everybody you know the words that you have and the wisdom so i really truly appreciate it so thank you thank you for that i really acknowledge you for sharing your story and allow me to underline some of the things i thought was important i knew you would do that (laughs) (laughs) and then vulnerability your story i mean what a transformation um the way that you are living a life with full trust and faith and love and compassion and it's only the beginning of your journey as a healer. So I'm sure that your practice will continue to blossom and thrive because people can really feel your authenticity, your heart. And that's something that I admire you. Whenever I see your videos, whenever I see you in person, I just feel a very palpable presence of love and compassion for everyone. And that's something that I aim to embody more. Mm. So... So thank you for being here and sharing your story.